0: Thank you for taking time to study with us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help us draw near to God through the study and application of His Word. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. As John begins his ministry of heralding the Messiah's coming, he preaches to the Jewish people. After 400 years of silence from God's prophets, what will God say to Israel? Repent. Today on Drawing Near, we hear the beginning of John's message, and it should be challenging to all. So open your Bible and turn to Luke chapter 3 as we explore John's call to repentance. As we prepare for today's study, let's go to the Lord together in prayer. And Father, I thank you for another opportunity to come together and study your Word, even in this format. And I pray, Father, that somehow through the work of your Holy Spirit, you will unite believers around your Word. You will strengthen us and encourage us, and give us opportunity, Father, to grow deeper. Father, help us to understand the concept of repentance, and help us to understand its place in our Christian lives. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. In Luke chapter 3, we're going to begin reading at verse 7 and read down through verse 9. Luke writes, So he began saying to the crowds who were going out to be baptized by him, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Therefore bear fruits in keeping with repentance, and do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham for our father. For I say to you that from these stones God is able to raise up children to Abraham. Indeed, the axe is already laid at the root of the trees, so every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So at this point in Luke, we have no idea how long John has been doing his ministry, preaching and baptizing. But crowds of people had heard about him, had heard of his message, and were going out to hear him and be baptized by him. And John wasn't just happily receiving everyone. Rather, John was challenging people in a way that we rarely see today. He says to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Now, there's a couple of things we need to note here. First is, John's not the only one to refer to sinners as a brood of vipers. Jesus himself does this with Pharisees later on in his ministry. This picture is, You're a brood of snakes, you're not what God desires. You're not sheep. You're not followers of God. You're a brood of vipers. And no doubt this was as disturbing to the Jewish people who were going out to hear John as it would be for us. But that's the point exactly. John wasn't calling them a brood of vipers because he didn't like them. John was calling them a brood of vipers because that is God's attitude against sinners who rampantly sin and go against God's will. They're a brood of vipers. We are a brood of vipers if we do not trust in Christ and repent of our sin. And he says, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? We need to be aware that a warning must go out because wrath is coming. God's wrath is coming. God is going to judge sin. God does not allow sin to go unpunished, ever. He is just, and he is good, and he must punish sin. If we were to go into a court system, and a judge were to know that an individual is guilty of a crime, and he would just simply let it go or ignore it, we would not call that judge just or good. We would call him corrupt. God is not corrupt. He will punish sin, all sin. There is a wrath that is coming, and all who sin, and that's everyone, we need to flee from that wrath. We need to recognize our despicable condition and the trouble that we're in. Well, in verse 8, we're told, Therefore, bear fruits in keeping with repentance. And do not say to yourself, We have Abraham for our father. For I say to you that from these stones, God is able to raise up children to Abraham. The Jewish people were very, very content in their identity. They were God's chosen people. They are descendants of Abraham. And as descendants of Abraham, they felt secure. They weren't secure because of their holiness or righteousness or devoted nature to God. They felt secure simply because Abraham was their father. God had established his covenant with Abraham, and that covenant was an everlasting covenant to God's people, the children of Israel. And yet God was not satisfied with them because it's not enough to have an identity of following Christ. You literally need to follow God. You need to follow Christ. And so John says, bear fruits in keeping with repentance. Repent, turn away from your sin, and trust God. But that's not just an internal emotional response to the gospel or to the word of God. There is an outward expression as well. When you truly turn away from sin, you don't stay in sin. When you turn away from sin and turn to God, you follow God, you serve God. And therefore, John calls these people to bear fruit in keeping with repentance. Their lives should match up with the decision that they're claiming to have made in their hearts. And they're not to rely on their identity as Abraham's children. For God can make anyone a child of Abraham. In fact, we as Gentiles who have believed in Christ are called children of Abraham in the book of Galatians. We are children of promise, like Isaac. And so Abraham is our father. We have received the circumcision of the heart. This is an important distinction. We can't rely on externals. We can't rely on just doing the basics or the trappings. God requires that we totally, devotedly serve him, Jew and Gentile. And then in verse 9, Luke records this from John. Indeed, the axe is already laid at the root of the trees, so every tree that does not bear fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. In other words, the wrath is not just coming and you need to flee it, but the wrath is already here. God is already executing his wrath. How does he do that? He warns through John the Baptist. He sends his son Jesus Christ into the world to die for our sins, to pay for our sins, to offer us opportunity of salvation, and God's wrath is coming. He's already working to judge Israel. Israel is going to reject their Messiah. They're going to reject and crucify the Lord Jesus Christ. And John says, you'd better repent. Your hearts had better be open to the truth of God's word. You better repent and produce fruit in keeping with repentance. Because if you don't, if you do not bear good fruit, you will be cut off. You will be thrown into the fire. That's a frightening declaration. Do we need to do good works? Yes. Do we need to do good works in order to get saved? No. But as saved individuals, as individuals who have repented from their sin, we need to do good works in keeping with repentance, in keeping with our public profession of faith. Our lives need to match up with our declaration. If our hearts have been changed by the gospel of Jesus Christ, then indeed our lives should reflect that change. From our good heart should come good works, just like from a good well comes good water, according to James. This is critical for us because so many people today have no understanding that we are to live a life that reflects the righteousness and holiness of God. We are to be holy as he is holy. That's not just a call to the Jewish people. We are all called to holiness. God doesn't have one standard for the Jew and one standard for the Gentile. The gospel is the same to all. We all come to God through faith in Jesus Christ, and that faith produces works of righteousness, evidence of repentance. That's what the Bible says clearly. We see it in the Old Testament, and we see it in the New Testament. And I pray that your life and my life will reflect this righteousness that Christ imputes to us through his death, burial, and resurrection, that we will endeavor to serve him with all of our heart because of all that he has done in achieving for us a forgiveness of sin and a right standing, a right fellowship with our Heavenly Father. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. We thank you for these words. And we ask, Father, that today, You would open our hearts and minds to the truth of repentance, because I believe if we'll listen to these words, we'll know their truth. And Father, I pray that you will help us to live out our faith day by day in keeping with your word. Lord, give us understanding and wisdom. I ask for that all the time. But Father, we desperately need your divine wisdom in our hearts and lives. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.